shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. We often hear the question, what are your plans for the future? Today on Express Yourself, we're going to interview a teenage entrepreneur and talk with our nerd word reporter about what the future has in store. So hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Young Juwan. And I'm Alex Lee. My future begins today as I co-host my very first radio program. Most of you guys know me as the Express Yourself reporter of Hashtag, so I'm very excited to be sitting in the host seat as I plan my future. Express Yourself is pro- produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Beat Star You Are charity. And we welcome you, Alex, to the world of co-hosting, and I know you'll be terrific. My advice would be just to relax, have fun, and be yourself. Or like to say, or we, as we like to say around here, be the star you are. And we have a quick announcement for everybody else. Our 10th annual Be the Star You Are essay contest has launched with the theme of what it means to be an American. The essay competition is open to all ages and all abilities. The prizes include money, books, and radio interviews, so enter today. Go to StarStyleRadio.com and click on events. So now on with our show. At the age of 15, Lily Sandler is already an accomplished entrepreneur, speaking and nationally recognized expert in youth entrepreneurship. When Lily was just 10 years old, she was having trouble finding her lip balm, as I most definitely do every single day of the week. She said, Mom, where's my lip balm? And lip balm, that was her brilliant idea. And with that, Lily's mom said it would make a great name for a lip balm company, and Lily's new company, Blamtastic, was born. That's a great story, and Blamtastic is passionate about empowering youth entrepreneurs and supporting issues that affect kids and families. With that focus, Lily loves working to grow her company. From product development and marketing to sitting across from the largest retailers in the world, Lily knows her customer good, her, her consumer goods company inside and out. After all, she did help to build it. Hello, Lily, and welcome to Express Yourself Team Radio. Thank you. So, Lily, so after your mom gave you your idea and the name Blam, how did you go about just starting your company? Well, at first it started out as just a fun operation in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We um, actually ordered some ingredients off the internet and we just started uh, messing around in our kitchen and cooking up some lip balm and we showed it to a lot of our friends and they were saying, wow, this stuff is really great. Uh, why don't you sell it? So from there, uh, we realized we really had something and we decided to make it into a business. Wow, that sounds great. I can't believe that. You just started off just simple, just buying ingredients, and then you just worked your way through into building a company. And so Blamtastic is a mission to empower kids to pursue their dreams and a mission to improve the formulation, function, and the fun of products that families use every day. 
So how do you basically work with this mission and try to implement it? Well, we uh, basically take everything that we see on the market. For example, when we were just starting out, uh, we went through my lip balm drawer, and I had maybe 15 lip balms mm -hmm. in there, and we were looking wow. at the ingredients, and uh, we saw that a lot of them were petroleum-based, and they were marketed towards kids. So, um, and petroleum is bad. It's a fossil fuel, and it's not natural. And I don't. I, it's just. It, it's shocked me that people would actually put that stuff on their lips. So we just decided that we wanted to improve upon everything that was already on the market. So we wanted to make it natural, made in the USA. We wanted to make sure Blamtastic um, was all natural, um, things like that, just to make sure that we can make the best product out there, better than everything else on the market, and to make just a really quality product for our customer. And what's the hardest thing about starting your own business, especially since this idea was just originally a fun project in the kitchen? I'd say the hardest part is uh, just realizing that there are haters out there and people are going to tell you you can't do it. Uh, but just to trudge, trudge through anyway and realize that they just don't get it and that if you really do have a good idea, which we, we, kn we knew we had a good idea, um, is just to run with it and realize that um, it, it, no matter what people say, if you know it's going to work, it's going to work. Yeah, I totally agree with you. But um, I've uh, speaking of your petroleum-based uh, chapstick, I actually uh, am a brass instrument player. So I actually once bought a couple of chapsticks that had petroleum in it, and I talked to my tutor, I mean my uh, private teacher about it and he said don't get those ones so I might actually consider buying your fantastic chapsticks so but um any advice for those who are listening that uh want to start a company like uh just simple but like not just right away like how would like what kind of advice would you give to people that are trying to start a company but they don't really know how or like how to start um, I'd say definitely to make it center around something you're really passionate about because if it's something you really do care about and that you are truly passionate about, it's really not work. It's more of just uh, fo focusing your efforts into something that you really enjoy. And um, that's where at, Blam at Blamtastic, we really enjoy product development and arts and crafts type things. So um, making our product really isn't work for us. It's more of just a fun project um, that has its benefits and that uh, really plays itself out in the form of a business. But it really is something we enjoy doing. And if you find something that you really are passionate about, like I said, it's, it's really not work. So Lily, I have a really curious little question, but how did your company go from just making in the kitchen to this worldwide company? Like, What are the steps that you guys took to enlarge your company to this scale? Well, it definitely took a while to really get a good foundation. Uh, of course, we got our first retailer. Um, we actually, well, before that, even before that, we started selling it in the schoolyard, actually. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we got a kiosk in the mall. Mm -hmm. uh, there, we, act, we, you know, we got some good feedback from the customers. Yeah, uh, it was a good experience just to get, uh, get a, you know, find out who our customer base was. And from there, we got our first few retailers. Uh, we got our first chain store, which was Learning Express. Uh, which is a national uh, uh, boutique type toy ch chain around the country. And we have grown now uh, to actually, we just got our first mass retail chain, which was which is actually Walmart, the largest retailer in the world. And we're going to be selling out there starting in December. So uh, it's it, it took a while, but we slowly built our way up. And now Blamtastic, I'm sure you'll be seeing it in many mm -hmm. more stores across the country. And where do you guys produce this stuff? Or do you guys still make it at home? 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> we um, That would take a very long time. Um, we ha- actually have a manufacturing plant in Iowa that makes oh, cool. it for us. Oh, wow. And do they still keep your like all-natural formula the same and everything? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. They actually work with us to um, okay. modify our flavors and scents and... Yeah, yes, I know a lot of companies that start out as a really nice natural-based company, and then once they grow really huge in scale, they can't manufacture and make a profit from natural-based stuff, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah, we would never sell out like <laughs> that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I uh, know what you're saying, but like looking on your website, uh, you actually won four awards. So tell me about how you felt after winning those awards. Um, it was definitely reassuring to know that people really do like our product. Um, again, good customer feedback there. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was definitely really honoring to know that people um, really recognize our story and like what we're doing. And it's just that much more motivation to keep doing what we're doing because we're getting such good feedback. Yeah, I definitely will try this out soon. But what exact, or besides the petroleum product, like using natural instead of petroleum, what other factors separate Blamtastic from other lip balms? Because there's so many different types. Like my friend is always showing me different types of lip balm, and it's seriously a new lip balm like every week. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of lip balms on the product, and we really on the market, and we really had to think about ha- ways that we could differentiate ourselves from the other lines on the market. And um, we noticed that a lot of lip balms had certain aspects um, that were really good about them, like they would have SPF 15 or they would have natural products. Mm-hmm. Um, but we decided that we wanted to make a lip balm that had it that had it all. So we make <laughs> sure that it has SPF 15, that it's made in the USA, that it um, is natural based. And also, we're the only company that has a line for boys as well as for girls. So yeah, yeah, we, get, we our lip balm definitely has it all. So, do you have any last p- words of advice before the segment ends for all the other young entrepreneurs out there? I would just say definitely to, uh, like I said before, follow your passion for sure, and don't let anyone discourage you. If you really feel uh, that you have a great idea. Don't give up and don't take no for an answer. Just keep on uh, chipping at the ice and just keep on doing what you feel you should. Thanks, Lily, so much for all your entrepreneurial inspiration. I'll be definitely, I'll definitely try out your Blamtastic lip balm soon. And more can be found out about this awesome lip balm at www.blamtastic.com. I'm Young Julan. And I'm Alex Lee, so stay with us because you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. When you're 12 years old, it seems as if nobody understands what you go through. You're not quite a teenager yet, but you're definitely not a little kid anymore. Tune in to Life at 12 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through 12 and on to 13 and beyond. It's a tough point in your life right now. Get the advice you need on Life at 12, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. 
Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying up with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across to be listened to. I'm Alex Lee, and today we are exploring our futures. And I'm Young Juan, and the future is a really mysterious and ambiguous place, but we're really excited about it at the same time. Unfortunately, our famous scheduled guest, 10-year-old child star Elsie Fisher, who played Agnes in both Despicable Me 1 and 2, was called to work today, so she won't be able to be on the show. Darn, I was so excited to talk with her because she's co-starred in lots of great TV shows and began her career at only the age of five. Well, one thing is for sure, her future is bright, or at least her college education will be paid for. Definitely. I was so impressed by her acting skills in Despicable Me 1 and 2. It takes a lot of effort for you to like, have your voice show that much emotion and expression. But perhaps we'll be able to get her back on Express Yourself another time. For those, but for those who want to hear more about her exciting career in acting, she was a guest on our producer Cynthia Bryan's radio show last month. So go to starstyleradio.com to listen in. And so, guess what? Alex, you are the stand-in. Let's talk about what the future has in store for you. Well, I'm Alex, and uh, I used to be the reporter for uh, Hashtag, our social networking segment. But today, since I'm co-hosting, uh, I would like to talk about how the future is always changing and how social networking can uh, affect your future. And uh, one of the TV shows that I like to watch, Grey's Anatomy, that uh, plays every Thursday on ABC, the closing voiceover says this, We spend our whole lives worrying about the future, planning for the future, trying to predict the future, as if figuring it out will cushion the blow. But the future is always changing. The future is the home of our deepest fears and wildest hopes. But one thing is certain when it finally reveals itself. The future is never the way we imagined it. And I kind of look at this quote every time I am looking at the future because I totally agree with it. The future is always changing. And whenever we think that something else, something's going to happen, the complete opposite or something more interesting happens. And so I completely uh, like this quote. And the future's the future's just always changing, and we never know what's gonna happen. And actually, just today, I thought um, I thought I had a test in a uh, history today, and I thought it was gonna be 
a little bit hard, but it was actually a little bit easier than I thought it was going to be. So you never really know. And especially with regards to social networking, which is what I used to report for, uh, Facebook and like Twitter and all those things, there's going to be new op updates, new softwares, um, even, even maybe new social networking sites. So we always just had to look out for those. And I'm sure you've all heard of uh, Pinterest or Tumblr and stuff like that. And that's all new stuff. That's all new sites. And we just really never know what's going to happen with the future of social networking. And something that I personally like to do um, is I like to go on my Facebook, my old Facebook, and just look back at all the old posts that I used to post and just look at how, like, how stupid I was back then and just like how immature I was. And then just seeing, just seeing my own mind and my own personal being just progress as time went by. And it's just so funny to look at like what you posted like three or four years ago. And yeah, I still do that these days whenever I have free time. But especially with school, that kind of takes the time away from me. But anyways, um, and social networking can affect your future in many ways. For example, uh, work applications. So basically, when you apply to work or like a job, um, you've, I'm pretty sure you've all heard uh, people say that when you apply for a job, people are going to look into your um, your Facebook or your Twitter or any social networking sites and honestly admit it like I've thought of this too but people always think that that's not true they're not going to look at your uh, your Facebook or your Twitter but only they're probably only going to look at it when you're bad but honestly I'm I found this to be very true like people look at your work applications especially um, especially your uh, social networking sites and just to see if you are truly the person that they think you are and I'm sure a lot of people have had this problem, and I actually have a friend that just had a job interview, and uh, they he told me that they went through his Facebook, and uh, I'm sure all goes well for him, but I'm pretty sure he'll get the job, and I hope he will, because I'm sure he does very good things. And um, yeah, so basically the future is just always changing for us, especially, um, especially with school, with social networking. Uh, one of our reports later on is going to talk about the electronics, and we just never know how the future is changing. But for me, the future is always changing. Um, I have homecoming coming up in a couple days, and all that stuff is just happening so soon, and I really don't know how to how to predict it. How to yeah? So how exactly do you cope with the fact that the future is changing so rapidly? Well, I don't know. Um, I guess, I guess I just like, well, like I said, you can't really embrace yourself for the future because yeah. you really have no idea how big or how like intense it's going to be. But I guess like have a sense of like, like a general idea that I guess you might not be that impacted, but you know, like you never know because it's always changing. Like I said it before. Yeah. I definitely think that like the future, even from like, two years ago, three years ago, is so dramatically different from now. Like, in my history class, my teacher loves to give us, like, outdated articles from, like, 2005, 2010. And my friends and I were saying, hey, this doesn't really sound like now. So news and everything is changing so quickly. Especially, uh, I remember when that huge 2012 deal, like, yeah. <laughs> Now, like, I'm sure no one even, re like, remembers it, like, uh, yeah. 
all used to joke around about like you know that movie that they made uh well <laughs> like we all used to joke around saying oh in 2013 watch this we're just all just gonna watch the movie and just laugh the whole way through but i've never done that and i kind of wanted now thinking about it. yeah i feel like like especially on social media people are so embarrassed at one point in time but then after a few years or even a few days almost people just forget about it yeah like especially uh the government shutdown that just happened yeah yeah i mean <laughs> everyone's making a big deal out of it and every like people are making jokes like if the government shut down then why do i still have to go to school but i'm sure they like people might not understand what a what a government shutdown really is and i mean like after after it goes back up, like people are just gonna forget that it even happened. And I find that a little bit sad, actually, just how soon current events are forgotten because it is still a big deal. Like people in Japan, people in Haiti, people in all over the world with different circumstances that were troubling, like the earthquakes or the tsunamis, they still need help. And I feel like after a certain point in time, when all the tension is off of it, people stop paying attention. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like... People just forget about things, except for some things like uh, wars and like stuff that we learn in history. Yeah. I mean, uh, just last year, like they, we celebrated—not uh, celebrated, but like we remember the twelfth, uh, I guess you could say, anniversary of nine eleven. Mm-hmm. I mean, people still remember that because it's just changed this. Uh, it's just changed the United States in such a yeah. way. Yeah. But I feel I'm, like also, like as time goes on, events become more muted. <laughs> And it and nine eleven has been a long time, and I do I do completely agree that it should still be remembered, and that it was such a devastating loss to the U.S. But I feel like as time goes on, the inten- intensity fades. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, like, like things things start and then things change, and then sometimes they go away, and sometimes they just get more bigger and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Obama was elected president, like no one knew that he was gonna run, he was gonna uh, run again for a second term. <laughs> I mean, like things are just unpredictable, and yeah, it's just some things are changing, some things don't change. But as long as we have a general sense of the future, I guess we we're a little bit fine. Yeah, and do you have any final words to say about the future and the uncertainty of it all? Well, I guess just have like a general idea of what it's going to be, but always remember that figuring it out will not cushion the blow. Yeah, I feel like the future should be embraced, but yet with little caution and excitement. So thanks so much for all your insights about the future and different stuff about technology. And we'll be right back with a continued conversation. And I'm going to let you in on what my future looks like. And I'm Young Juon. I'm Alex Lee, and visit us at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com, and check us out on Tumblr at www.btsyaradio.tumblr without the e.com. When you're 12 years old, it seems as if nobody understands what you go through. You're not quite a teenager yet, but you're definitely not a little kid anymore. Tune in to Life at 12 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through 12 and on to 13 and beyond. It's a tough point in your life right now. Get the advice you need on Life at 12, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. 
Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Alice Lee, just talking about my view of the future in the last segment. It's back to the future today on Express Yourself, and now I'm turning the tables on my co-host and want to know what Young Ju is up to. So, Young Ju, if you could have the future of your dreams, what does it look like? Well, let's see. I've been asked this question so many times in the past year, and I've been filling out all my college apps and trying to be responsible about that. And every single supplemental question is like, what do you imagine your future to be? Where have you come from? What is your super interesting backstories that we can assess and help see if you're right for our college? So the future is pretty intimidating. And I feel like the future is also a great representation of your past. And I, and like you, I have a wonderful quote to share from Kung Fu Panda. And uh-huh. it's called, um, here we go. You are too concerned about what was, what was and what will be. There is a saying, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. And I just love that quote because it so accurately represents what how time is all connected together. And I love I have always loved history class. And so I just think that history is so important to our daily lives because because it just reflects what kind of people we are and what kind of mistakes we made and so we can learn from those mistakes. And I love retro stuff all the time. Like, I love typewriters. I love old-fashioned movies. I have a Polaroid camera. I am just really into the 1960s. And part of why I love the 1960s so much is that 
it's really fun to take something really traditional, really old-fashioned, and create something really new and modern to it. Like, the Polaroid camera I have is a rendition of, like, an actual Polaroid camera. So it's a lot more useful to use. It's a lot easier to use. But it still has the vibe of the past. And I feel like if we grow too disconnected with our past, people or our society will not be able to function. And I feel like a lot of those tones are seen in politics. Like the whole healthcare crisis, how how the past is kind of ignored as we talk about Obamacare, as we talk about all these different universal healthcare ideas that are being in play right now. We just don't look to the past to see the background behind it, and that is really dangerous to do. Also, with like wars in Syria and Egypt, all that stuff can be translated to the past. And if we look to the past to help with make decisions about our future, I feel like it'd be a way more concrete society that's not always struggling over when will the next government shutdown be. But personally, I really love the city, so I hope to one day live in New York or East Coast. And I don't know, I always had this really elaborate vision of myself just running down like some street in New York, maybe Fifth Avenue, and like trying to look for the subway station because I was late for work or something, and trying to pick up a magazine and like a cup of coffee on the way, and just frantically just being a busy New Yorker. And this was mostly stemmed from my summer trip to New York. I found it most inspiring, but I feel like that is also a representation of the uncertainty of the future. Like right now, like people always ask, what do you imagine for yourself 10 years from now you could basically say anything that you want. And I love that about the future. Like, you could be living on a beach selling seashells, or you could be in New York riding the subway, or you could be in Europe, like, eating croissants. So, yes, the future is very, very, um, you don't know what's going to happen. You're kind of scared of the future, but it definitely should be something that you should be embrace, that you should embrace. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And like you said in your quote from Kung Fu Panda, mm -hmm. um, like it says, uh, "Tomorrow is a mystery, and today yeah. is it." So, like, how do you delight in the present rather than it, like thinking about the future and worrying about it so much? Yeah, I definitely have this issue a lot, especially since it's senior year and all my friends are super stressed out. And it's just I once said in the library as we were working on college apps together, we I was just like, we should just take some time to focus on the now, focus on senior year together. And my friend, who hasn't been to homecoming since freshman year, she, wow. she suddenly said, I'm going to go to homecoming. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, why? <laughs> why the sudden change? And she's like, I just want to remember senior year fondly as the year that I did a lot of stuff. And my, oh, friend, yeah, yeah. my friends are all like, we should go to plays together and we should do all this stuff before we enter a new chapter. So although it's important to look to the future, look to all the things that you have, waiting for you but it's also really important to see the now and so when you look back you're not like oh I really wish I'd taken more time to appreciate the friends I had the activities mm -hmm. I had going on yeah I agree with you and especially since you're a senior um, yeah like I've heard like the saying that like first semester like you kind of wanted like focus on your college yeah, application definitely. and you still can't for time <laughs> but then like 
looking looking uh, towards the future a little bit, like second semester is like the time where you can just go out with your friends, go to concerts, go to mm-hmm. parties or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I just like I'm only a sophomore and I'm already looking forward to that. <laughs> the yeah. infamous second semester. Yeah. So speaking of college applications, uh, what colleges have you applied to? And what where do you plan on going? Well, I haven't submitted anything yet because it's not submitting okay. time. But um, I have. I'm planning on applying to a lot of East Col- East Coast schools in Boston, New York, Pennsylvania. I'm applying to a couple schools in Chicago and definitely in California where I live because mm-hmm. it's just home and it feels it feels like like comfortable. But mm-hmm. as my mom was actually saying, like a lot of parents are like hey, you should really stay in California so we can be together yeah. as a family. But she was actually saying something like, you should try to embrace all your options. Like, yes, mm. California was great for the four years you've lived here, but there are so many other exciting opportunities waiting for you in different states. So that's yeah. going off the idea of not to fear the future. Mm-hmm. And speaking of colleges, like, which college do you want to go to? Or like, what's your, what has been your dream college ever since you were a child? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really had that. Oh, I must go to this college. But I do really want to go to New York and just uh, have York. the vibe of the city. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you plan on becoming when you when you grow up? Like, what's your future like for you? Um, actually, that is a very complicated question. Because <laughs> I have so many different interests and so many different things. Like a lot of people, like a lot of my friends are engineering people, and they're like, "Yes, I want to go to this engineering school and wow. graduate in four years and have a job in engineering." And then here I am going like, I don't know. I have a lot of interest in journalism, in law, in biology, in mm-hmm. English. So there's a lot of different paths that are waiting for me, which is also pretty exciting because it's like, I don't know what I'll be. Yeah, like, just just like we were talking about, the future is always changing. Yeah, like, yeah when I When changing. I grew up, I always wanted to be a doctor uh, around, like, middle school. And then, like, at the end of middle school, I wanted to be, like, a police officer. <laughs> and now I want to be an engineer. And yeah. There's so many different things that, like, yeah. you want to be. It's so, it's really fun because even, um, like, for, like, every year since before high school, like, what I wanted to be is changing. It's like, one day I wanted to be an artist, the next I wanted to be, like, a dancer, and then the next it was, like, a teacher. And mm. so, it's always a constant surprise. Yeah, and especially since you're a senior, uh, what kind of advice would you give to our listeners out there? that are applying to colleges and trying to figure out what they want to be? Um, well, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on, you need to know what major you you are going to be. And I feel like that kind of pressure is really unnecessary because a lot of yeah. people change their majors within college. And so I would say to focus on finding the things you really like doing. And as the um, Lily said with Lamtastic, finding something you're so passionate about that it doesn't seem like work. And so I feel like to enjoy the time you have and be excited for the future. Yeah, and people always say, um, people always say that like the futures you can never, you never know what you what you want to be or like mm-hmm. it always changes and stuff. And I completely agree with you. And so, are there any last words you want to say? I would just say to look forward to the future and don't forget the past. Great, and thanks so much. Uh, I completely agree with everything you're saying. I'm Alex Lee. And I'm Young Juan. During the break, visit our creative community at btsya.com. Stay with us for our final segment as our nerd word reporter, Jane Fessenden, brings us a peek into the future. Express Yourself Teen Radio will be right back. 
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids Network. Our program is Express Yourself, giving you the to be listened to. I'm Alex Lee. And I'm Young Juan. We've been talking about our future, and now our reporter, Jane Fessenden, has an interesting twist with NerdWord. Hi, Jane! Hi! Um, so I'm Jane Fessenden, and I'm really excited to be here. Um, so what's on the segment for today, um, NerdWord, is all about the possibility of teleportation. So I'm sure um, a lot of you have seen an episode of Star Trek, right? So... A normal episode kind of goes where there's Spock and Kirk and they're wandering on an unknown planet and whenever they're in danger, they call back to the ship and they're like, beam me up! And seconds later, they're thousands of feet in the air, back in their comfy seats on the USS Enterprise. So teleportation totally seems like a sci-fi kind of thing, right? Well, actually, recently, um, there was a group of scientists in the Canary Islands and they would say that teleportation is quite possible. I mean, yeah. Um, but we're like nowhere near um, close to teleporting humans. Um, but um, there's a scientist, Anton Zielinger, who is trying to teleport tiny light particles or photons um, from the island of La Palma to the island of Tenerife. Um, they're off the coast of Africa. So um, you're probably asking, like, how is this done? It's kind of a crazy concept. So um, what they're doing is applying the idea of entanglement to light particles. Um, so what's entanglement? Well, entanglement occurs when two particles are close together and their properties become linked. Um, so what's significant about it, this is that even when you separate the two linked particles, um, they'll remain entangled and all they're basically always connected. 
Um, I like to think of entangled particles as twins who have twin telepathy and they're on the same basketball team. Um, they'll always know what the other one is thinking or doing during a game, so they'll base their own actions off of what the other twin is doing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Zeelinger is uh, trying to use this idea of entanglement to teleport the light particles um, between these two islands. So on the first island of La Palma, he starts by generating like a pair of entangled photons. And we can call them Megan and Amy to like clear things up. And so he sends um, Amy by laser to the island of Tenerife. And so now they're 89 miles apart on two different islands. Megan's on La Palma and Amy's on Tenerife. So Zeelinger then introduces a third photon, um, we can call her Gertrude, and um, has uh, Megan and Gertrude um, interact with each other. And then the team analyzes this interaction between the two particles. And um, using that comparison, they're able to uh, transform Amy into an identical copy of the third photon, Gertrude. Essentially, Amy has become Gertrude. So the third photon, Gertrude, teleported 89 miles to the island of Tenerife. And uh, this is really cool because it's been done numerous times, so it's not like a one-time phenomena kind of thing. And it's like really interesting. Kind of confusing, hopefully. Um, you caught on. So now this brings up the big question. Is human teleportation possible? Technically, yes. Um, through the idea of entanglement, um, it's very possible. Um, let's just say, theoretically, you wanted to go to Tahoe and you're in Arinda. So what you would need is a chamber of particles in Arinda um, entangled with another chamber of particles in Tahoe. And you would then step into a scanner, and it's kind of like a fax machine in that it, um, and that it, in that it um, scans every single one of your uh, particles and lists their quantum states. And then that list would then be used to reconstruct the exact st uh, quantum state of each one of your particles in Tahoe. So, um, as a result, an identical copy of yourself would appear in Tahoe. You would have just teleported. Congratulations. So, hopefully, um, this technology will happen in the next few hundred years, but we probably won't be seeing it anytime soon. But a um, very neat idea, and it's very breaking. Yeah, I haven't heard of this yet, but I'm not a very physics-y math person, but that's really cool, and I love how you explained that with the names of Amy and Megan and Gertrude. But what happens to the entangled particles once they've teleported an object? Um, those particles are destroyed. So um, by, quantum entangled, by the quantum entanglement process, it's absolutely required that the original object would turn into a lump of electrons and neutrons after teleportation. And then, is the object that arrives in Tahoe really the same object if they're different particles? Technically, there's no difference between the original object in Arinda and the new object in Tahoe. <laughs> um, all the information that makes you you would be teleported exactly. I guess it depends on how you define an object. If you consider an object to be something that has all the same properties and information, then yes, the teleported, teleported object is the original. Um, however, if it's the particles that make you up, um, then <laughs> probably not. So, you, so if you are teleporting a person, not particles, would you have the same personality and, I don't know, like personality or personality and looks and everything? You would have the same looks. You'd be 
physically the same. Um, a big question up in the air is whether or not you'll have the same um, thoughts. And yeah. Um, we don't know exactly because, well, we've never teleported a person. <laughs> so, um, but um, they're hoping that it'd be the same. I mean, yeah. Exact state, like your quantum state is the exact same, so it'd be an exact replica of you. Mm. Whether the replica has the same memories is up to debate. Yeah. And could you just make clones of yourself then if this technology was accessible? No, because um, um, the particles are destroyed afterwards. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so there wouldn't be like a million Jane running around. <laughs> like, I stepped into a scanner. So there's only one Jane just in different parts of time? Um, no. It's all the same. It's, well, time is all linear. Well, it's like yeah. a situation. Um, I guess at one point you wouldn't really exist. Oh, not time. Like, places. Oh, places. Um, yeah. I keep getting this mixed up with time travel. Oh, time travel. That's a... <laughs> um, but, um... So, uh... Would you... Okay, so two different places, right? Yeah. So, um... Basically, what kind of happens, well, what they uh, think would happen, because it hasn't happened to something that's relatively large, it's been like particles, so it's very small. But what they're thinking would happen is that um, um, you would kind of, your particles would kind of like dissipate, like you would slowly dissolve and then reappear in the other place. It's kind of, it's really crazy. Um, in that thought, it kind of, like, it would, we don't know if it was like it would hurt or not, or if, um, um, like how, like the sensation, like how you teleport. But it's really a great question to ask. Yeah, and are there any risks allowed, or risks with this kind of technology being involved? The risk would be, I guess, that you don't end up being the same person on the other side. Like, um, the risk would be that if the teleport, like the teleportation, doesn't work, and because. When you're being teleported, there's a moment in time where you're basically not there, where, like, the information's being processed on the other side and you're be beginning to be formed. Mm -hmm. Like, if there was a power outage, that would push you because the... Yeah. ...and, um... Oh. ...you, like, wouldn't be alive. And I don't know if you'd be able to retrieve that information. <laughs> you would be able to retrieve the information, but I don't know if it'd be the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but, um... So, uh, sorry, what was the question again? Oh, I just asked if there would be risks involved, oh, and obviously there are if you could risks, disappear. Because right. um, you disappear for a moment, and um, so if, like, something happens and you can't, or aren't able to, like, reappear on the other side, you're not able to return to the original body that you came from because those particles that made you up would be basically useless. Yeah. They'd just be a lump of electrons and neutrons. So, um... Risky business. And would you feel anything if when you're transporting? I imagine that you probably would. Um, I don't know exactly because once again, we never teleported anything um, like living. So we don't know what any emotion or if there's any physical pain. But um, most likely, there probably would be kind of some weird sensation. And what could you? What could this lead to? Oh, um, this could lead to, um, that's a really good question. Um, it could, 
lead to interplanetary movement. Hmm. So, like, you could go anywhere <laughs> if there was another particle chamber somewhere else. Yeah, that is a very cool futuristic idea. And thanks, Jane, for this little peek into the future. And please stay tuned to Express Yourself Teen Radio every Tuesday at noon Pacific for the latest on what's happening with youth. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Alex Sweet. And thanks to Star Style Productions, Be the Star You Are, and Kidstar for producing this show. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top radio program. Up next, a track from the Kidstar album of the month. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. Until next week, remember, speak up and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Hello, my name is Cindy Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store album of the month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Everybody's Somebody Else. I can still recall back when we were kind of small. We paid real close attention to the clock upon the wall. Now, friend, I have to say school was fine for half the day. But after three, my friends and me were off and on our way. Because everybody's somebody else when the school bell rings. I was playing three chords Ricky beat the bongos Till he made his knuckles real sore We practiced every night Trying to move our fingers right Yeah, the sounds we made were silly But we worked until we really had a thing Because everybody's somebody else When the school bell rings Everybody's somebody else Everybody's somebody else Everybody's somebody else When the school bell rings well, maybe your custodian, he's a race car driver, the secretary, she's a deep sea diver, the teacher's working on her helicopter flyer, please. Cause everybody's somebody else when the school bell rings. My buddies and me, we were like you, through the school day we pretty hard But at home we plugged into these amps and cranked them up and let music make us who we are Selling French and poor and blue. Cause 